Wait a minute, are we lost? Nah, man, we're wanderlost. <laughs> 382, 381. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. All right, all right, all right. We got one right. episode. Three. We recorded two, one episode. One and start. Hey, what's up, everybody? Oh it's your boy, uh, Lee, here with your other boy, Mitchell. We're back. We're here. We're doing that podcast thing. Um, we've decided, we made the executive decision. We're, we're no longer called Wanderlust or Wanderlost. Now, you know, for the sake of brevity and, uh, you know, it, it comes off the tongue a little cleaner. We're just Wander Lost. Welcome, welcome to the pod, Wander Losters. And uh, thank you for gracing us with your presence for the second time. For of, the second time. Two out of a hundred. That is that is me putting it out in the air that we're gonna we're gonna reach hundred episodes. God damn it! At some point, there will be hundred episodes of this podcast. This is so loud. You're just so loud in my ear right now. All right, sorry. I'll, I'm excited. I apologize. I'm really I'll, no. I'm I'm, I'm really excited as well. No, no. I don't want you. To, I don't want you to turn the vibes down. I mean, just like you said, Lee, we're gonna get hundred episodes out of this. I guarantee it. You just easy, watch. Easy. All right, so um, my best friend Mitchell and I are doing this podcast, um, and we're talking about travel, uh, specifically, you know, crazy, weird, mostly bad travel stories that we've had uh, in the past, back when you were allowed to leave the one kilometer radius that is your home and your entire existence. I'm certainly getting optimistically, like, I'm, I'm super stoked on it. I mean, as we told everyone in the last episode, we're in London right now. They're talking about loosening up the restrictions. We'll see. But I am very optimistic. So who, who knows what will happen? But it's supposed to ease up in April. You're supposed to be able to get drinks out at the pub outdoors and then opened up in june apparently or uh in june late june it's gonna be the roaring 20s all over again okay this this is gonna sound a little crazy but my professor today uh we had a seminar in yeah in my conflict security and development class and he was telling us about this website that's literally a countdown to beers website that literally it does a second like countdown every second countdown until you can drink beer outdoors with people <laughs> till you can drink beer outdoors at restaurants then there's one where you can like drink out, uh indoors at restaurants and finally one where everyone can drink beer anywhere together i'm, I'm gonna find this website i'm gonna definitely mention it later on in the podcast but this is a critical website and something that i am now <laughs> looking at every day so that's the plug that that's your your first plug of uh of the podcast i guess is this that is, what, that is my plug yes what's it called what's it called I, I'm, I'm gonna find it he mentioned it and it just popped into my mind again there's nothing better to look forward to than a couple of couple of beers with the boys beers with Absolutely. friends little chuggalug action i completely agree with that but um despite these lockdown restrictions lee we actually were able to see each other recently weren't we we were. Uh, I actually we saw each other outdoors in a setting that wasn't a park. Because I know last time we said that we just walk around parks all the time, but we got a little bit more adventurous, didn't we? I mean, oh yeah, this this time we walked uh, along the side of the Thames. Or for those right, of you, those of you from not from London, the Thames. Oh my God! The yes, the uh, the legendary Thames, the uh, the world renowned. I mean, for anyone that hasn't been to London. You kind of have to go to the South Bank at some point. I mean, 
I mean, you've got the London Eye, which is now sponsored by Coca-Cola. Uh, yeah, that's I was going to say, a... Mitchell, Mitchell, it's not the London Eye. It's the Coca-Cola London Eye TM. Sorry, you're right. They recently, uh, they recently bought it. You've also got your buskers. You've got gamblers, little guys with cups trying to, t- trying to get you to throw your money in and guess what, where the dice is. The wait, wait, before bench. we move on, I, I do want to just relay a quick little anecdote. Um, the fact that one of the first times I went to Berlin as an adult, I lost uh, 90 euro to one of those guys. How? Well, because I was standing there watching and his tea and his like partner came up and took my wallet from out of my pocket. So don't uh, even engage. Don't stand near them. Don't avoid the men with the, with the, cups and the balls yeah but um yeah no when we were down on south bank we actually um went to borough market didn't we or we attempted to tried to but uh as with all things um that are beautiful sacred and fun in london at the moment uh it was closed the moment we arrived simply too many people had heard what was going on down there and even though you said you got there what like last week two weekends ago yeah, no, I had gone a couple weekends ago. And it was crazy, too, because when we went, it was packed. And, like, you walk wherever you wanted, which, like, probably not the safest thing to do. But, yeah, no, it was slammed. Loads of different food stalls and stuff. But then it's weird. Like, we showed up, pretty much got in the queue, and then they immediately said, sorry, we're closed, leave. Yeah, so I guess we, we just walked around along South Bank in some biting winds and gray skies for an hour and a half. Did have a local uh, a fine local beer to to hold us over keep us warm provide that nice alcohol blanket while we we're on the move the same beer that mitchell's actually drinking tonight mitch can you tell us a little bit more about this craft selection you've made i was gonna say it's not just a beer lee it's not just any beer we had a classy stella a trois, classy stella a, trois, a belgium beer in America, that is an import. So I was going classy. to say, in America, for our friends over there that do drink Stella, you probably think you're very classy. And you are. You are classy over there in the U.S. Mm-mm. Amen to that. Well, rumor has it, Mitchell, that you've got a, a little story for us uh, this episode. Something about, uh, I heard, a car trip in South America. I do, my friend. I do. As you shared a story with me last time, I thought that it was only fair that I return the favor this time around. How would you like it? Would you like, would you like oh, the lessons? You know, you, know, you know how I like it. <laughs> I do know how you like it. Um, but no, in regards why, to- why are you asking? Why are you asking? You know how I like it. I do know how you like it, but uh, in uh, regard, you, you keep saying you keep saying you know how I like it, but then you keep asking the question, which leads me to believe that you don't actually know how I like it. So you really, you really want me to bring it up right now? You want me to tell everyone your dirty little secret? You know what? Just to quote the uh, All American Rejects real quick, Lee has a book um, in his Lee has a book in his room on, that he keeps under his pillow with a bunch of uh, failed bits, and he's trying to do stand up <laughs> in in <Bell. laughs> Oh, the same I found, book it, I found it last time. I found it last time when I went over and they're all really bad jokes and they're all in reference to vegetables and and him doing weird things. Um, not like not not doing okay. weird things, not doing weird things to the, 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 the foods per se, but just like mixing them in weird ways and then trying to make jokes about how gross they are. You told me. You told me to do it and I did. You, you said, I know how you like it, and I do, but it's really gross. <laughs> this is... <laughs> well, goddammit, I broke him, and now we can't do the pod. 
Oh, all right. All right. Sorry. Oh my God. Sorry about that. For all of you who do know me, I'm sure you have the, the exact image of what I looked like during the little laughing fit. All right. <laughs> deep breaths, deep breaths. Oh cool down. God. All right. We're all right. <laughs> I'm fixing right. right now. Okay. You're, it's, it's, you're taking a trip. You're in South America. Car yes. ride. So let's go. So Lee, so I'm going to be taking you back actually a few years for this story, um, back to 2018 for a little bit of context. I'll, I'll let you, I'll just let you guys know. So for a long time, Lee and I have both worked, uh, at this international summer camp, Windsor Mountain international summer camp. Yeah. Let's throw in the plug there. Windsor mountain international summer camp and hopefully Check it out. They're hiring. They Great are hiring. Time. So much fun. Send in your application, but, um, pretty much what happens, they typically get a lot of international staff that come in and you work, you do your thing. But at the end of the season, a lot of people over the summer plan different trips of where they want to go. Some people do these road trips across America. Some people go to Canada. Other people like I did, and Lee, you've also done something very similar, go down a little bit further south, down to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, and, that's right. Uh, I mean, yeah, because most, a lot of the, the people at this camp are like Europeans, or we have a lot of people from uh, Australia and New Zealand. So, you know, once they're over in the Western hemisphere, there's like, okay, we're only here for so many months. Let's see as much as we can see. Yeah, definitely Mexico, great spot. I, went, I visited Tulum with some of our friends as well. Uh, one oh, yeah. of them who I think is part of the story, Caitlin. Yes, um, Caitlin is actually in this story indeed. And yeah, no, I, I also went to Tulum and such an incredible place. Obviously a story for another time. I feel like we're always going to say that, but yeah. So we actually did. We have, we have a hundred podcasts to fill up. So you're we right. We have a hundred, we have 98 more episodes to go before we, uh, we can call it quits. But yeah, so we uh, did a very similar itinerary to what you guys did, but after we had explored Mexico for a while, we decided that we were going to go to Guatemala. So on this trip that I did, I was with our friend Caitlin that you just mentioned, Gab, who's another mm -hmm. uh, friend of ours that worked at camp with us, uh, and Anna. Uh, Anna is another person that we worked with. So during our trip, we did Mexico, Guatemala, and we also went to Costa Rica which is really cool. Nice. But what a, what a great little, uh, gr some great stops. I, you know, I've never been further south than, uh, than Tulum actually. Like what is, what is it like down in, in Guatemala and uh, Costa Rica? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, really, really cool. I think, I mean, we went to Costa Rica at the end of our trip. And so by that point it was actually like in comparison to Mexico and Guatemala, really expensive and we kind of spent the majority of the money we were willing to spend so we were really like on a budget but um yeah no costa rica great spot guatemala however yes another just incredible incredible country from the moment i got there i mean landing in the airport we were walking through customs and there was a person with their suitcase opened it, it before customs a dog sniffing it and there was a full fish inside the luggage intriguing yeah um, i'm not sure what, that's that's not what i thought you said it was going to be in the briefcase when you said there's someone with an open briefcase at security that was probably um probably a little sus for me but, yeah but, you know whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and honestly what you keep in your suitcase i mean you, you can do whatever you want i mean maybe there's some you, well you can't really do whatever you want this is this is true there, there is a fine line up up to interpretation yeah so i mean pretty much when we were going down to guatemala the uh purpose of this was to go visit um gab's family actually so gab's aunt and her uncle um and their family live down in guatemala city 
we're flying down for a week. We're going to spend some time with them. But for a portion of the trip for a few days on the weekend, we were planning a road trip to a really beautiful area called Lake Atitlan. So for anyone out there, I mean, right now, I'll, I'll give you a second, pause the podcast, go look it up. Lake Atitlan is just like this incredible, beautiful, beautiful um, location, just a couple hours outside of um, Guatemala City. I think it's west, about two hours if you were to drive. Um, and essentially what it is, is it's this um, volcanic lake. Hey, yeah. I just, I just, be, I'm sorry, just, yeah, yeah. just to quickly break from your story. Um, just did a quick uh, Google search. It's actually uh, three hours and 14 minutes to get from central Guatemala City to Lake Atilan. Oh, if you were wondering. I'm so sorry, guys. So, you know what? Just, we, we don't, we don't want to traffic in misinformation or fallacies on this podcast. So I will be doing active fact checking of Mitchell as he's telling the story. Yeah. So, so we were, we were going to be making our way out there on the weekend. Now, when we, before we were leaving, you know, didn't really like, at least for me, I didn't really think about the actual process of how we were going to get there. Cause you know, I thought, well, we're with their family, their family's going to drive. We don't have to pay for anything like transportation or anything. That's great. And so we were sitting around for dinner one night and I said, so how long does it actually take? to uh get to lake atilan and so uh someone had said oh it's only like a two-hour car journey so obviously you have fact-checked me fact-checked me lee thank you so much so it's like three three hour you said three three hours three three hours 14 minutes okay but to be fair that that's okay that's okay to me i mean when when i think that i think of the amount of time that it takes me to drive from portland maine to hillsborough new hampshire which for anyone who doesn't know that's where the summer camp they worked at is or you know, if you're going to drive from, from somewhere that you live up to the mountains to go skiing. I mean, that's not East coast, like, East coast things, East coast, baby, East, liberal East, elite. <laughs> East coast, baby. Yeah. I mean, it's not that long. You know what I mean? So I was pretty stoked. Not too bad of a drive, but you know what? You can throw those ideas straight out the window because that is not how this trip went at oh, all. Shit. No. no, we pretty much started the trip. So that weekend we started the trip by cramming into uh gab's uh family's car so it was gab her aunt her uncle um her two little cousins and then caitlin and i and then all the luggage and stuff piled in and so that was anna uh oh i didn't even mention before so anna had actually split off from us and yeah yeah so anna had split off and i actually forget where where she had gone at this point but i think she might i'm I'm just doing my fact checking job making sure i know i appreciate it you're really in the car you're keeping me under the gun and I appreciate that. I think Anna had gone to Peru and she actually hiked Machu Picchu. But so we all piled into this car and we start driving and they said that we actually were going to go meet up with two other of their family friends who then Caitlin and I were going to drive the rest of the way with if you're following still. So yeah, I mean, kind of makes sense. I understand. Yeah, yeah. So we start this drive. We start driving to where one of their friends works. We pull up. And we hop out and then Gab, Caitlin and I and her uncle, we go inside to meet this guy. And like, and so we get inside, we go and we sit in this waiting room for a little bit, like 10 minutes goes by and we're waiting and waiting. Finally, this guy walks out from uh, like, we, we, we were talking to the receptionist, like, Hey, we're waiting for so-and-so she goes, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But it, this was all in Spanish. And uh, yeah, yeah. Gab's... I did, did want to mention just for everyone that you are a pretty fluent Spanish speaker or you were at sometimes we all get rusty when we're not in use, but I'd say at this time you're a pretty decent Spanish speaker. No. Si, si. Hablo español, pero necesito practicar mucho. 
Yeah, with with that accento, I would say probably that accento, my friend. Finally, uh, this guy walks out, and so why don't you uh, give me a name just to add some flavor to the flavor to the story? Um, the first thing that's popped in my head is Ramon. Ramon. No, no, please roll the R. You speak Spanish. Roll your R's. Ramon. Thank you. Pretty much, Ramon rolls straight out of one of these these workrooms comes out into the main area and my initial like all i can describe him as my man is he's wearing this sleek 70s silk shirt and like these pointy loafers greased back hair i mean the guy looks like he is ready for <laughs> he looks like he's ready for a vacation i mean like combination of like ace ventura pretty much if you can think of it honestly sounds like an outfit i'd like to get myself into yes but exactly so he, he rolls out like super kind man and uh, like introduces himself to us. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry to keep you guys waiting. Like one second. I'll, I'm just going to grab my stuff and uh, we'll be good to go. So he runs back in. We say we wave goodbye to Gavin, Gavin, her uncle. They jet off. Guy comes back out, takes us down to the, the garage and uh, we're looking for his car. We finally get there and it's this like super, super tiny, like not a Mini Cooper, but like this super, super tiny car. And at that point, Caitlin and I, neither of us had brought anything with us, nor no one said that it was really going to be that big of a deal, but we didn't have, you know, a book. We didn't have snacks. We didn't have water. We didn't have anything with us. You were unprepared for a road trip. We were very unprepared for a road trip that we thought was going to be only a few hours. So Mm -hmm. we hop in this car. So we, we pop over to his house and he runs inside for a quick second and he comes out with this giant fluff ball dog, like this giant uncut, untamed, like foo-foo little dog. Uncut, untamed. Yeah. I mean, this tiny little thing that he's just got under his arm, roll, he rolls down our window and he just- I'm picturing, I'm picturing like Pomeranian, like, like Chihuahua body, but just so much hair. You are very correct there, my, my good friend. Yes, it was pretty much, I, I don't know the type, but that's exactly what it looked like. Pretty much rolls down the window, throws the dog in the back with us, and he goes, oh, that's Coco. She's really friendly. Just, uh... <laughs> oh, hey, what's up? Here's Coco. So now, was he saying like, oh, I need to go home real quick and pick up my friend Coco? Is that like a conversation that happened? Or is it just like, I need to go home real quick and grab something, and it just happened to be this dog? Uh, it happened to be this dog. Okay. And this is an instance. No, there's no forewarning that you're about to do. You're about to. He, he did not place. mention. No, he did not mention that he had a dog. And this dog was very bizarre. It was one of those like small dogs where they look at you and they pant. Like they just stare at you. Mm. It was one of those. So like we keep driving. We pick up his friend. His friend's super sweet. And we, we start driving. So we're in this tiny little car. No leg room. Like. Our legs are falling asleep. You know, they're in the front. They're chatting away. So this kind of goes on for all. Oh, and Coco's like going back and forth. So the dog's like pacing back and forth on y'all's legs. Just like you're thinking, oh, shit, if he stops, he's going to just pee all over. Yeah, no, I'm, no. I, was, I was waiting for it, man. I was waiting for it. Oh, no. So the ride keeps going anyways. And uh, we did actually stop for McDonald's. The, the, the nicest of Guatemalan cuisines, you, you could say. and uh, classic. Uh, but of course, I didn't realize that the ride was going, could potentially be long. So I said, no, it's okay. I don't need any food. And, and Caitlin did the same thing. We both said, you know what? We don't, we don't need any food. It's cool. 
All right, so I'm so I, I'm just again looking this up, trying to keep you honest. Uh, it says that there is a McDonald's at the in. Uh, oh my God, I'm sorry for all our Spanish-speaking listeners who are going to listen to me butcher this, but Joto Tenango, a, a town along the route. Uh, Joto Tenango. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's probably if I had to guess, hazard a guess, that's probably where you stopped. Yes, no, you're exactly right, Lee. Uh, that's the exact place that I was going to say next. You are so good at this fact-checking. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we pretty much, uh, you know, we, we start making our way. At this point, Kayla and I are both kind of just like, how did, we, how did we get into this situation? But, you know, we've got the, the beautiful image of Lake Atitlan in the back of our minds. It's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, so, I mean you've got these two random people in the front chatting away. Then you've got Coco in our laps going back and forth, staring at us, panting. We don't have anything. We don't have like books. We don't have anything. We're, we're kind of hungry at this point. Cause we passed up on the McDonald's. And I'm, like, I'm honestly surprised you passed up on the McDonald's. I don't understand the logical reasoning of that. Of that. I'm not, I'm just not really a big fast food person. I don't know. I know. Really? That, I know. I know that a lot of people do enjoy, fast food but i'm just not all right well man here's a here's a little fun fact digression um when i was 11 years old i could house 30 chicken mcnuggets uh, down in a single setting 30 chicken mcnuggets 30 yes now i can Dude. only do 20 so regression i do have to say so when i did eat fast food i did really like the chicken select meal it's a solid meal. It's a great choice. It's a solid meal. And it's not even necessarily about the chicken select itself, but I think it's about the sauces that pair with the chicken select. Fair enough. Please continue your story, Mitchell. I'm, I'm, I'm quite riveted. So, um, yeah, so we keep going. And while this is all going on as well, um, Ramon, is <laughs> Ramon uh, has the same 12 songs pretty much on a CD that are playing. And it's like this mix of like, Spanish love songs and a variety of these like seventies jams as well. Um, Which, you know, would probably be good on the first three, four, five go arounds, but I assume but it was in, in the double digits. It would be, it would be great to hear another song by the end of this trip. Let's just say that. And I think that you can relate as well. Cause I, when we did our uh, trip to South Africa, we did have two CDs in the van with the same songs for like a full month, didn't we? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. First of all, um, I want to just give a shout out to our good friend, David, for helping me create a South Africa bro down uh, 2013 tunes. We were, we were told to bring music and he and I were one of two people that brought music for a month's long trip that involved eight to 10 hour bus or uh, uh, van rides from time to time. They did, they did tell each person in the, pre, the, the pre-trip calls, we highly recommend you bring a CD. And I think every person rolled their eyes and they went, uh, yeah, no, I mean, we, there's probably a radio, we're good. But there was not a functioning radio. The silver lining is I know every word to, um, what was it? Get Lucky. Get Lucky, yes. Also, um, Mike Snow. Mike Snow. Song? Paddling Out. Paddling Out. And Animals. Uh, Robin Thicke. What was that Robin Thicke song that was huge? Oh, yeah, with Miley. Blurred Lines. Yeah, Blurred Lines. I now know every word to those three songs. Oh, and I don't have. forget um, Empire, was it Empire of the Sun? 
Yes. Walking on a dream. Walking on a dream. And we are the people. <laughs> we are the people. Jams. Jams for the rest of time. But oh you God. didn't you weren't listening to music anywhere near this quality. You no, were we were not to... listening to anything like that. We were li- I can't even I can't even name any of this. It was just the same like f- flamenco style love songs and just a couple of 70s jams. So it was a pretty long trip. And may I remind you, we left at 12. We were supposed to be to Lake Atilan by like three or four. And at this point, it's like easily 3.30, 4 o'clock. And we're like an hour and a half outside the city to put it into perspective. And so we, as the sun's starting to set, because it's the afternoon at this point, we had made so little progress. We soon figured out because the traffic started to pick up and it was so like, you know, touch, go, touch, go. Bumper to bumper. Bumper to bumper. Um, once we did get outside the city and we were kind of like in some like small little towns, kind of like in pockets outside of Guatemala city, we realized that there was a mudslide in one town way up ahead. And there was a massive car breakdown at another point. So you've got these two channels of traffic that would be going off in two different directions. That's getting funneled into one road going straight up to Lake Atilam that we're in the direction that we're trying to go. So this traffic clearly was not going to stop uh, anytime soon. You know, literally a Murphy's, a Murphy's law of um, environmental uh, hazards that prevented you from getting to the lake. Oh, absolutely. And the worst part was that, you know, I didn't have service on my phone, so I couldn't just go, okay, I'm just going to look this up to see. So the worst part about it was we literally truly were, living in the moment. I mean, there was no way for me, <laughs> there was no way for me to look up how long the trip was going to be. All I had was Ramon in the front seat turning around going, the, the, the traffic's pretty bad, isn't it? But like, we'll get there soon. We're almost there. We're like, we're like 30 minutes away. So um, pretty much the sun goes down. It's dark now. I mean, Jeez. we're sitting there starving. And uh, at this point, we did each happen to have a bottle of water. So that's good. But you know, what happens when you finish that bottle of water? you gotta go you you it what goes in must must come come out out. so we had to go to the bathroom at this point but we're not going to pull off to the side of the road because this traffic was so touch go i I know where this is going oh no bro if you if you pulled off to the side no one's going to let you back in anyone from boston anyone from new york pretty i mean i'm sure it happens everywhere else but anyone on anyone on the east coast can can relate if you're driving through massachusetts you're driving through new york You've got some aggressive drivers, and I'm not trying to slate anyone over there in New York or Massachusetts. Hey, man, as a New Jersey driver, I'm insulted you didn't mention our aggression. Oh, my God, the dirty Jersey. You're right. Jersey drivers are also up there as well. I'm just a main boy, so I can't really talk. But, yeah, so, I mean, that was our predicament. We couldn't pull off. So pretty much what Ramon told us that we had – sorry, Ramon told us that we had to do was as the car – no, no, not peeing a bottle at all, actually. So what we had to do was, as the vehicle was literally rolling, we had to open the door, run over to the side of the road <laughs> while the car is still rolling. No, like, if we were lucky, there'd be a bush, but you'd either find the side of the road or a corner of a building, and you'd just go to the bathroom right there. And so, like... Oh, woof. What, so one of the time, and even for even for him and his friend, Ramon would jump out of the car, run around the front of the car. His friend would get out. She'd run around the front, swap seats, and then Ramon would go off, do his thing. He'd run back, 
and then like someone else would go. So one person at a time, but sometimes if you go into the bathroom, traffic would actually, you know, slow, uh, pick up again. And then you'd be going to the bathroom, the car starts going. So you'd have to like finish your business and run to the car as the car is like, <laughs> Oh my God, no way. So, um, ridiculous. yeah, so, I, I assume eventually you made it despite all these hardships, despite, you know, peeing randomly on the side of the road and bumper to bumper traffic, you eventually got out of this. It must have been like, what, four or five, six hours. It was definitely a long time. And the, it, the, the torturous part as well was that there were a few places that we went by that sold food. Like they were kind of like gas station types of like highway pull-offs. And all of us really wanted to, but you just can't. You pull off yeah. the road, you're never going to get back. You're never going to get back into that traffic. So... <sighs> Sounds tempting. You were yeah. you were tested as uh, as Adam and Eve in in the Garden of Eden. Just couldn't get that food. Yes, exactly. So here we are going to the bathroom behind billboards, the corners of building, and also like there are still like tuk tuks and motorcycles and like high beams everywhere. So it's not like you're hidden. It's not like you're in the shadows somewhere. I mean, you're pretty much just out in the open doing your so thing. So you're giving everyone a show. Yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't giving anyone a show, per se. Not like your uh, your stand up comedy, Lee. But um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it was it was quite the experience. But yeah, no, we did actually eventually get to uh, Lake Atitlan, and I definitely have to say the journey, which was quite the experience, definitely made up for it in the views. And all the stuff that we got to do. I mean, Lake Atitlan, like the whole time, you know, when we got to this place, they had these kayaks. And so one of the things I really wanted to do is kayak on Lake Atitlan because what, like, it's just such a cool experience there. And um, yeah. And then all of these little towns as well. When you, when you get to Lake Atitlan, you know, you're there because um, since it's a volcano, you pretty much start climbing really, really aggressively. Like, and you get to the top of, um the crater essentially you plateau and then a few seconds later it's just straight back down and so when you get to that top it was about like midnight when we got there so you get to the top of the volcano 12 you... hours in the car yeah no eating no oh my god it sounds, sounds it sounds like my personal hell i for anyone who's ever driven with me you know that i have some of the worst fucking road rage out there and there's few things i hate more than traffic i i would have uh i would have been very frustrated in that car but you I, you kept your composure you're you're I, a calm guy i do have to say we were very good friends with ramon by the end of uh by the end of this road trip i mean he's a very cool guy but uh oh, coco as well i'm very confused by coco very very clueless dog i've never been stuck in traffic like that and it sounds it sounds terrible honestly but yes in the end well worth it you got you got to this amazing place beautiful crater in the middle of a volcano lake the whole thing that sounds insane yeah but i have to ask, i have to ask or maybe you'll even allow me to hazard a guess what's the what's the moral of this story i would have to say my friend i mean first off always check the distance from point a to point b on where you're going always or employ a fact checker to do that for you Yes, or hire a fact checker. Uh, if you're looking for anyone that's looking for a fact checker, Lee Ambrose Matola is there for you. You can hire him. He's good Great to go. He's a very good fact checker. Always bring snacks. Snacks are snacks are a must. You got to bring that shit. I was so hungry by the end of this trip. 
Uh, also, I am pro pee bottle. I think pee bottle is 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 an appropriate backup road trip tool to have. I mean, what now do you think? I, I've I've spoken to people about the pee bottle, and personally, the verdict is still out for me. I've never I've never had to use one, thankfully. Even though I have the tiniest little boy bladder you can imagine, I. <laughs> I, I honestly, I actually think this might be a medical issue, but I can't get through a night without waking up and peeing at least once. Again, yeah, I should probably see a doctor about that. As in you don't but, make um, it to the bathroom and you just pee the bed? No, no, not all the time. Are you just uh, saying that? No, I, I'm, I, well, I, I don't pee the bed. No, this, is, this, is, this is not good. I dug myself into a hole here. <laughs> no, I cannot sleep through the night without getting up once to go to the bathroom. That is legit. It has, it has not happened in maybe a year. And I think that is something I should probably see a doctor about. But that's not what I was talking about. But you are able to make it to the bathroom. <laughs> yes, I can make it to the bathroom. Okay, I'm just checking. I don't know. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. The last time that happened, I was 19. Okay, I'm 24 now. <laughs> it's been five years. It's not a big deal anymore. 19 or 19 or 19th of February. No, 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 19 years old. This oh, was, okay. It was, it was, I think it was 2015, maybe 2016 this happened. But again, we're not talking about that. <laughs> I just wanted to mention, I just wanted to say that there is a heated discussion about the proper pee bottle. And the verdict that I have heard from most people is that Gatorade bottles provide a both a lar- decent enough size bottle, but also have a large enough opening that it is comfortable for the average man uh, to use them as a pee bottle. That makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I feel like you've got the volume and you don't have to, I mean, I feel like you've got enough. Very few, very few people are going to, are going to be able to use the Dasani water bottle or. I was just going to say, and at least with the Gatorade bottle, if you're in a moving vehicle, at least you've got the diameter. Exactly. The mouth mouth is a bit more accepting. Is, is a little bit more accepting. And I feel like you got to be a sharpshooter if you're using a Dasani. I mean, you can, otherwise you're going to be getting it all over the car. And then I'm sure Ramon would be less excited to be sharing a car with you. That's true. But we also or, have, honestly, in that case, you probably could just blame that Coco. Well, I was going to say we had Coco. So I'd say, I mean, Coco would probably be getting a lot the, the brunt of, of this if, if he didn't have that. But, As they should. As yeah. They but anyways, should. I'm pro pee bottle. I mean, I don't know what other people think, but I I am pro pee bottle. That is the other lesson I would throw out there as well. So three of those for you, they might just be, you might roll your eyes when you're listening go, Oh, come on. Yeah, of course. But, um, very important nonetheless. And I I definitely paid the toll with Caitlin. Yeah. I would say these are some key road trip, uh, advice points here because traffic sucks and you never know how long your two hour trip is going to end up taking. Could be 12. Your, so. your trip could go from, from two hours to uh, 12 hours from point A to point Z. Wow. There you go. That was eloquent. Well said. That makes up for your lack of vocabulary, certainly. Thank you. I mean, honestly, Lee, when life gives you lemons, you just have to squeeze the chopsticks a little bit harder to get to the edamame. Now you're trying too hard. No, I'm not. I, have, I am an a open book of sayings. You can, I can give you these another are, one if you these, want. This is literally things I wrote in my stand-up bit book and you're stealing them and you're saying them live on our podcast. No, I'm I not. came up with the, I came up with that whole squeezing lemons to get the edamame joke. No, I'm not. I wrote it. Look at, look at, I'm showing you it in my book right now. It's right here. No, I'm not. 
No, I, I have your book in front of me, actually. I, I, I stole it from your room. Here, wait. I really do need that back, though. That is my personal journal. It has a lot of my my insights and self-reflections. I would have deeply Here, let me read. Let, I'll, read I'll read another one to you guys if you want. Just... Nope. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for coming this week to Wander What do you get? What do you um... get when you combine... What do you get when you combine <laughs> peanut butter, peanut butter, a lemon... And a grapefruit. Oh my. All right. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. A to wild this good time. Session of Wanderlust. Once again, it's your boy, Lee Matola, um, here with the legendary um, Mitchell, Mitchell, Cohen. Mitchell Cohen himself, just reminding you all to smash, smash, smash those like and subscribe buttons. Join the Wanderlust community and uh, see you in the next 98 episodes. Yes. See you guys in sweet and sexy 97. Have a good one. See you guys. Ciao, ciao.